I'm going to be preaching about, about gifts today, and I just thought, um, given that we've got a little bit of a problem, it would just be great to just thank our tech team. Um, they have a great gift, all of them, and it's not often acknowledged. And I know from personal experience that it's often when things are going wrong that you actually really need the encouragement. So thank you, tech team. I'd also want to say thank you to those who serve, use their gifts so well uh, with, our, with our kids team, with, with Generate. Obviously, Generate are in with us again, but we've had people joining those teams. It's really strengthening the teams. In the autumn, we're going to be looking towards um, having the kids Generate uh, out uh, on a cycle, or, um, so they're out every uh, Sunday of the month, but they're in with us today. Uh, there are some colouring sheets there that are kind of connected to what I'm going to be saying. So uh, kids, if you want to take a sheet, come and take a sheet from there. Uh, there's a pot of pens as well, and you can take them back to your seats uh, with, your, with, with your parents. As I said, today I'm going to be speaking uh, about gifts, uh, and I'm going to do that uh, using, partly using, uh, the medium of Lego. Who likes Lego? I'm starting with a deeply theological question. Who likes Lego? Great, yeah. Yeah, it's on the slide. Okay, lots of people uh, like Lego. For those that don't know, uh, Lego is a kind of construction toy, right? You get little plastic bricks and instructions, and you can put them together to make, also, in some cases, many different kinds of, of, of models. I'm glad there's some Lego enthusiasts here, kids or adults. Do you have, uh, have favourite Lego sets? Yeah? yeah? What's, what's your favourite Lego set? Someone said Marvel. Your brother said Marvel earlier. Marvel, Marvel Lego, okay, so superhero Lego, Lego. I'm sure there must be some people here who like Star Wars Lego. I'm looking at Marcus, I don't know if he's got any Star Wars Lego. Yeah, Simon's over there, great. Yeah, so it's great. I'm glad there are Lego enthusiasts here because, as I say, I'm going to illustrate something about, I think, what God wants to say to us about gifts this morning uh, through, through Lego. And kids, uh, I've got some Lego sets here. This is retro Lego uh, from the 1990s. Uh, and I need a couple of volunteers, two or three volunteers, to build these Lego sets. Yep, yeah, Ali, do you want to take one? That's great. The instructions are in there. You might need your, you might need your parents, okay? Uh, yeah, go. yeah, that's good. Seth, you can do it with uh, Duncan, don't worry. Anyone else? One more? Yeah, guys there, yeah, come forwards. Uh, you've got a third one there as well. So you can build these Lego. You've got the big instructions, look at that. You've got those, and so you build those while I'm talking. No, you can't take them home, I'm afraid, Duncan. <laughs> Lego, Lego these days is really valuable. I might cash in on it uh, at some point. Um, I might lend it to you, though, Duncan. I think there's a picture of my favorite Lego set that's going to come up now, my Lego pirate ship. Many will, have, many will have had that. Thank you. Yeah, it does deserve a round of applause, doesn't it? Anyway, I should probably move on to actually talking about gifts now. I've done about five minutes on Lego. Uh, Gifts. We're going to be talking today about gifts. We're in Romans chapter 12. And at this point in the book of Romans, this wonderful book that we've been going through in our preaching series, Paul turns to talking about how we apply the wonderful truths that he's unfolded in the first half of the book. He wants to tell us in the chapters, in chapter 12 and the chapters that follow, what, what are the consequences for our lives? We, we've been singing this morning, we've heard about the fact that in Christ our lives are, are turned around, we receive grace, we're free from the, the punishment that was ours, we have victory over death, we're adopted into a wonderful, loving family. And in light of all that, how, how should we live? This is what Paul is turning to address at this point in the book of Romans. 
In chapter 12, he talks about, which we're going to look at, he talks about how, uh, how we should live together in church family. And in chapter 13, he goes on to talk about how we should live as Christians kind of in the state. But we're going to talk about, look at Romans chapter 12 today. And in particular, we're going to look at Romans uh, chapter 12, verses 3 to 8. So if you'd like to turn there with me now. Romans chapter 12, verses 3 to 8. Uh, I'm going to read from the the NIV, but later on I'll also draw on another translation, the ESV. But this is from the NIV. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, So in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your grace is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Okay, so there's a lot there, even in those few verses, isn't there? A lot to unpack. I'm going to make just two points today and ask a question. In fact, maybe just a a point and a half. Um, But two points and and a question based on these verses about gifts. The first point is very straightforward. All have gifts to use. All have gifts gifts to use. It says in in verse 6, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. That's the ESV translation. The translation I've just read says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. But the implication still in that second translation is that we should use our gifts. We have gifts to use. All have gifts to use. So what Paul's saying is, in response to the wonderful grace that we've received in Jesus Christ that he's unfolded throughout the first part of the book, in response to that, we should use our gifts. We have gifts to use. Salvation for the Christian calls forth a kind of active response. We're to be engaged in relationships with one another. Part of our future hope is to do with the relationships that we will enjoy, not only with God, but with one another. That marks Christianity out. It's a quite a different religion from many other religions, both in our day-to-day and the religions that would have been uh, in, uh, in, the cultural, in the culture in Paul's day. Right. We're called to be in relationship as Christians. And God gives us gifts to help us, gives us gifts in which we can ble- with which we can bless one another. Now, you may be asking, given a bit of a definition there, but what, what is a gift? Well, a gift is something that God enables us to do particularly well. It's something that we're particularly good at. It might be, another definition might be, it's something that God has given us that allows us to express his grace to other people particularly clearly. But gifts, they're something that God gives us that we're particularly good at. And everyone has these gifts. Uh, kids, I don't know, uh, maybe adults as well, young people, uh, those of you who are here, I don't know if you like superhero movies. My favorite superhero is, uh, is, is Spider-Man. Yeah, good, good. Oh, hang on a minute. 
We've got a comic book uh, right, right here. Uh, the illustrations are flowing. So this uh, might have Spider-Man on the front, but what happens, right? Many of you will know the, the comic book character Spider-Man. Uh, he has certain powers, doesn't he? And gifts are a bit like, somewhere you could call them like superpowers, kids. And what happens when Spider-Man uses his superpowers and other people that don't have the same powers see him using them? You know, like when he's perhaps swinging through the streets of New York on his web. What do kind of people say when he goes past or when he does something? And people go, wow! And when we use our gifts, these unique things that are given to us by God, people go, go wow! Concrete example. Sometimes people invite me into their homes. They show me hospitality. And I feel such a sense of peace in their home. It's a gift, a gift of hospitality. That's in the Bible. It makes me go, wow! Sometimes when Goff starts a song, and he's not worn the band, but they just pick up the tune. It's, it's a form of gift. It makes me go, wow! Each one, different gifts. We all have gifts to use. And they're, they're diverse. There's a massive range of them. It's like having a big box of Lego. Some of you, by the sounds of it, will have a big box of Lego. Different pieces jumbled up together, all different colors, sizes. As a church family, we have a range of different gifts. There's a great diversity of gifts uh, that we need to see being used in the context of church family. Lists some of them in the passage, doesn't it? And there are some elsewhere in the Bible as well. But in the passage, we have healing, helps, tongues, wisdom, knowledge. Uh, sorry, wisdom, discernment, evangelism. Um, oh, I think those, sorry, those aren't the ones in the passage. In the passage, prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, generosity, leadership, mercy. But elsewhere in the Bible, it talks about those other ones I, I, I just listed. There's this great diversity some things, obviously, we, we all do as Christians. We all pray. We all worship. And many of us will function in different gifts to different kind of extents. God will give us different opportunities. But we all have things that God has given us the ability to do, the special ability uh, to do. How are we getting on with the Lego models? You're not, you can't find a piece. That will actually help with the illustration. So thank you. Uh, keep, keep going. We'll, find, we'll, we'll, show them off, uh, we'll show them off at the end. That's great. Um, I will just move the slides. Can we just have the next slide, please? It should be. These are the completed Lego models. So these are what our builders are aiming for. Okay? So I've just talked about the fact that there's a great diversity of gifts in the church. And it's like having a big box of Lego, lots of different pieces. But the point of gifts is not so much to impress other people. They might make us go wow. But the fundamental purpose of gifts... Right, is to enable us to bless one another in church family. Right? Gifts are so much better when they're used together. Just like Lego bricks are so much more impressive once they've been built together into a model like this, or the ones that we're hopefully going to see uh, later, later on. Right? Gifts are meant to be used to, together. They're meant to complement one another in the context of church family. Church family is at its most unified, most glorifying to God, and most effective in mission. Not when, every, not when everyone is the same, not when there's uniformity, but when each one is using their specific gift or gifts alongside each other, built together like a Lego model. Okay? Now, obviously, some of you will have already drawn the connection. I'm using Lego, but obviously in these verses we've just read, Paul uses, uh, uses the body as an illustration. He's making the same point that I'm trying to make with, with Lego. Right? The parts of your body are not all the same, right? 
but your body functions because they're different parts work together well. I was tempted to try and do most of the preach on one leg just to illustrate how difficult it is to live. And of course, you know, I'm making a joke there, but obviously people who have uh, who've had accidents and so on and things like that, it is really difficult. Right? And that reflects, some, says something about also about gifts in the church. Right? We need everybody using their gifts. So in view of what Paul's, you've done Look at that. Well done. It's a bit small. I wish we had a smaller camera. Exactly. Perfectly built Lego model saying something about the glory that exists in the church when everybody is using their gifts together. Thanks, boys. Do have a seat. Pick up some coloring. I don't have any chocolate for you, unfortunately. Um, Don't want to give that to your parents. Great. The church is at its most unified, most glorifying to God and most effective in mission when each one is using their gifts when each one is honoring, translation you've got, might be the same as as the title for my preach, Gifts of of Grace. And Paul, in this passage, is saying exactly that. He's saying that all gifts are of grace. Verse 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. What does this mean, and why, why does it matter? Well, I think it matters because Paul's giving us a pointer to how we can best use our different gifts together in the church. What we need to do in order... Oh, we've got another Lego model. Are you going to keep it? That's fine. There's two missing pieces. That's great. Well done, guys. Should we give them a clap? Very good. Another, another, Lego, another Lego model. That's great, guys. Well done. Well done. So all gifts are of, are of grace. Right? And I think Paul is telling us this because it's by dwelling on the grace through which we receive our gifts Right, that we'll be best able to honour each other's gifts and use all of our gifts together as a church family, unified, as, as, a, oh, as a body, to, uh, to mix the metaphors. The phrases, in the, pas- the phrases in the passage, according to the grace given to us, is a bit tricky because it can be read, sometimes can be read as saying that we've received different amounts of grace each, right? and that's not true at all. All are saved. There's one grace, one faith by which we are saved. Paul has been at pains, right, to set that out in the first kind of 12, 11, uh, cha- sorry, first 11, 10, 11 chapters of Romans. All receive the same uh, grace. But that grace is perhaps manifest or it's shown uh, in the context of each one's lives in different gifts, in the provision of different gifts. God makes each one unique, each one with different gifts, right, in his grace. There is one grace, but it's expressed in different ones through different gifts. And I was trying to think of a, an illustration, right, that might uh, show this. I'm not going to use Lego this time, but I'm going to u- use balloons. If you think about a balloon, right, they're, they're made in lots of different ways, and, and the same kind of air or gas goes into them, but they take on different forms, based on how they've been made. Right? And, and we all receive the same grace, but based on who God has made us to be, that grace comes through in different gifts. Right? Different gifts. One grace, but different gifts. And following on from this, when, we're, when we know that all gifts are of the same grace, of one grace, we regard them as equally important, equally crucial right, to the building up of the church, the building up of the, the Lego model, the building up of the, uh, of the body. Paul is saying, as a consequence 
of, uh, of the fact that all our gifts flow from the same grace, that you, you shouldn't think more highly of yourself than you ought because of your, because of your gifting. That's in, that's in verse 3. It says the same about, about faith as well. Different ones have, have different faith. All flowing, though, from, from God. Don't think too much of yourself if God has graced you with a certain gift. Why not? Firstly, because... That gift is not a consequence of your own effort or work. It is a free gift, right? In God, we, often, we sing, rightly so, we sing that we have salvation through grace alone. But we also have gifts through grace. And because one has one gift uh, and not another, that doesn't make them any more important in, in God's eyes. But what these verses also tell us, what we also realize when we grasp hold of the fact that all gifts are equally of, of grace, is that just because one has one gift and one another, it doesn't mean that one has been any more blessed by God or is any more special to God. All gifts are of grace, and each one is important. Each gift is important, but each person is important to God. All gifts are equally of, of grace. And what happens when we fail to see this? Well, we can, even very subtly, we can start to devalue other people's gifts. Um, may end up being pushed away from the church. Just to give a concrete uh, example of this, one of my giftings is as an administrator. I like organizing things, okay? And, and some uh, in, uh, in, who are in the, the teams that I'm part of at King's will, will, will know this. And they'll also know that sometimes when perhaps someone with a bit of a prophetic gifting says, oh, we should do this, or I think God's saying we should step into this, I will sometimes kind of scrunch my face up and think, whoa, and I'll start to think instantly, basically, practical objections will come to my mind. I'll think, no, we we can't do that. We we can barely do this. We can't do that. What are you you thinking? Uh, Okay. It can be difficult to get along with each other, right, when we have different, different giftings. But in that moment, I have to remind myself, no, the gift of prophecy right, is just as valuable and important to God's church right, as my gift of administration. Right, that is the way in which, as we dwell on the grace God has given to us in our different gifts, we will honor each other's gifts and build well together as, as a church using them all. I think we have another Lego model. Should we give a round of applause? I think this is a slightly abstract design, but... See, the, the Lego models are being built. You go ahead, you go ahead. The Lego models are being built, uh, but hopefully we'll see the church built as well, as we do what I've been describing, right? As we each honor one another's gifts and use the, God, the gifts that God has uh, given us. Um, I wonder if the band would like to, like to come back up. Okay. Um, I've got a few more things to say, but get them back up now. If we fail to realize that the gifts we all have flow equally from God's grace, then it's easy for certain people with certain gifts to feel left out. The church becomes imbalanced. Where would we be, for example, without the gift of prophecy as a church here at King's? Do you remember what Graham Hall said, those at the 35-year anniversary? He exhorted us, didn't he, as a church to honor the gift of prophecy alongside the gift of teaching. Where would we be without that gift? Where would we be without the people who serve on tech team? Right? Gifts of service. Where would we be without people who are hospitable? Where would we be without teachers? Where would we be without our kids right? and our youth who also have gifts and plow their lives into the church family? Okay? Yeah, that's fine. 
We've got a missing piece, which, Duncan, that's incredibly helpful. Can I have the last slide, the photo, please? Okay. So, kids, what's wrong with this photo? This is a photo of my pirate ship. There's something missing from it. Can you see? Some of the mast is missing, the bottom bit of the mast. It's what happens when you have the same Lego for 30 years and play with it quite frequently. Bits get missing. That's where I really want to end. We don't want any missing pieces in the church. We don't want anybody who feels like their gift is not valued. We don't want anybody who's not being drawn in and being encouraged to grow in their gifting. All gifts, everyone has gifts to use. All gifts flow from God's grace to us. Being gifted differently, we rely on one another. We find opportunities to serve. And in this context, right, we grow in Christ-likeness, glorifying God and making his kingdom known. I said I had two points. I've gone through those now. And I'm just going to end with a question. And the question is this. What's your attitude to gifting? How do you think about your own gifts? Do you think about them at all? Maybe you've just become a Christian, right? And you've not really thought that actually God has given you things through which you might bless others, uh, things, skills that you might be able to minister God's grace really effectively to others. Do you think about your gifts? Have you ever thought about them? Do you think too little of them? Do you think too much of them? How do you see other people's gifts? Are there some that you might have even subtly just dismissed? Are you like me? Are there certain people with certain giftings that you just have to be particularly prayerful not to uh, cast aside or not to discount? What's your attitude to gifting? I'm not going to unpack that uh, today. Um, I think it's probably a better thing to do in the context of life group. Life groups, you've got leaders, you'll have the the word sheet. But just think about that now, um, but also in in the week. Uh, If you're not in a life group, talk with trusted friends. What's your attitude to gifting? So in this part of Romans chapter 12, Paul is saying, in view of God's mercy, that's how he starts the chapter, in view of the wonderful gospel, of the truth uh, that we are set free in Christ, that we're victorious over death in him, that we've been adopted into a family, brought into loving relationship. In view of all that, Paul says at this point in Romans, use your gifts and honor the gifts of others for the building up of the church, for God's glory, and for the ever-increasing extension of his kingdom. I'm going to pray now, but Ben, do you want to lead after? Father God, thank you so much for everything uh, that you've given us. Thank you so much for your grace in the person of Jesus Christ. We've been singing about it this morning, hearing about it this morning. Thank you so much that we're free from the punishment that should have been ours that we stand victorious over death and that we're part of a wonderful, loving family, your family. And thank you so much that you give each one of us a role to play, a part to play in the family. Gifts, wonderful gifts that are not merited by anything that we've done, but just simply a consequence of your lavish grace, mercy, favor to us. Father, I pray that we'd be open now to your Holy Spirit prompting us about what our gifts are, prompting us where maybe we've gone a bit cold towards some other people's giftings. Help us to be open. Help us to be open in our life groups and with conversations with friends during the week. 
Lord, we, we, long, we long to make you known, make your name known in Norwich and the nation and, and beyond. And Father, we, we pray that you would help us to do that by reorientating where it's gone awry, reorientating, changing our view of our gifts and the gifts of others. Amen. Tim, you lead us.